Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Blackpool Six Wellbeing Podcast. Today, today, me and Sam are joined by Caroline, who is one of our college directors and has a, a special focus on the area of SEND, so predominantly the work that we do in additional learning support at college. So, hello, Caroline. Hello, Dave. It's very nice to be here. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Caroline. Caroline is very excited about doing this podcast. I'll just tell everyone. Yes, she she looks <laughs> over the moon to be sat here in front of me and stuff. Um, so today's conversation is is around uh, the work of a, a guy called Brad Stolberg, who is a well-being expert, um, and he's he's coined a, a nine key concepts to. Um, well-being and happiness so we, we, we're going to have a chat about these and what these can mean to us uh, and how we can sort of live these in the future and going forward to, to help our well-being but also to hope to help yours if you if you're listening to this as well so before we start I'll ask a question of you both if you had to choose one key concept on a path of well-being what, what do you think what what would your key concept be what would you do so is this a personal path of well-being? Yes. Key so concept. what would you do? Oh, um, so, well, coming back to a previous podcast, it's like we always say with well-being, it's about healthy mind and healthy body. So for me, I think a key concept, I hope I'm going down the right lines here, Dave, is, would be exercise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll pass to Caroline. I like that. Um, <laughs> I also think about connecting with yourself so that you understand yourself and you can show up as your authentic self and that way you feel comfortable and you feel um, you show up and you're consistent and everyone can trust you because they know you're being yourself yeah. so I quite like that as well connecting with yourself yeah I think uh, it's interesting you say that because some of the the ones that we're going to talk about that, that Brad mentions are along those sort of lines um, his first one now I think this this is interesting in terms of education and, and learning and uh, and what we do at college and what we do out of college as well. That his first one is stress plus rest equals yeah. growth. Um, so being in a stressful situation that quite a lot of us see as a negative thing and and, and something that we shouldn't be put in, but that's how we grow as people. Yeah. So being in that stressful situation and then reflecting on it and resting from it is, is how we grow. Uh, I don't know whether you, you agree with that or... Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, it's all these different life experiences, isn't it? And, you know, we've had, again, you know, the last few years, things we would expect which would cause us stress and things that have been very unexpected that have happened and um, we've learned how to sort of manage those situations. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like to... I, I like to be courageous and brave, which is why I'm here today. <laughs> I could try putting myself out there because I think afterwards I always reflect on that and I always have enjoyed really some aspect of it and learned from it and I feel like I grow from, from each time as well. Yeah, that's key. What Caroline's just said, actually, it's about really trying to instill in us and other people that stressful situations, you do feel good after them, don't you? You have this like real feeling of um i suppose part of it's adrenaline but also you know succeeding so yeah and it, it'd be easy for us if we had too too little amount of stress to become complacent yeah because we're not being challenged uh, 
and whether that's in a physical way or or a mental way if we're not being challenged we'll become complacent and it almost stagnates to a, yeah. a degree yeah I, th- I think as humans as well we need a level of stress and if we don't have that stress around us i think we find it so so uh, well i i feel as an adult anyway if i don't have something to stress about i'll find something no matter how tiny uh, to stress about yeah so that is so true and actually caroline and i and she's hope she won't mind me sharing this we were just having a bit of a conversation before we started this podcast around anxiety and stress and actually every single person has some degree of anxiety and stress at you know different times but it's actually how we manage and portray that and deal with that is is different um yeah so i think that's part of the journey isn't it as well yeah i think as well his little equation there stress plus rest equals growth i think if we have too little amount of rest then that's when we become ill, we, we burn out, we, we get injured, we um, can't cope with life in certain ways because we're not recovered from whatever that stress is. I think everybody's rest is different as well. So I'm an introvert. My rest is sitting on my own in my bedroom listening to a podcast, um, whereas other people who are extroverts, their rest is going and getting their energy from, from others, from connecting with others as well yeah and, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts that for some people it's going out for an hour's run or, or going out on the bike um so yeah that rest thing doesn't necessarily mean sitting still doing no. nothing it's taking yourself away and recovering from whatever the, the stress was before yeah i read um, a really good quote i was at the gym this morning which i'm proud of um and i read this quote and it just really sort of resonated with me so i'll just share it a ship in harbour is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. And I don't know, I just, as soon as I heard that, well, read it, I thought, yeah, that's so true, isn't it? And it kind of is about what we are um, talking about today and the journey. Yeah. We'll move on to his second one. We'll move on to his second one. <laughs> um, the, about p- focusing on the process and not the outcomes. It's too easy to focus on our end goal and striving for that perfection i know we've talked about that as well in the previous podcast but um if we only ever focus on the outcome that outcome can seem too far away yeah whereas we pro we focus on the process in incremental gains little bits bit by bit slowly by slowly the outcome will take care of itself providing we get the process right getting there and also outcomes are, are out of our control on the most part uh, like the example and I know this podcast isn't just about education, but um, when we're talking about college, the outcome is out of our control in some way because that exam, we don't know what's going to be on that exam. No. We, we, we can have an idea, we can have a rough guess, but we don't know exactly how the questions are going to be worded. So the process of preparing mm. is more important than focusing just on that mm. exam at the end. Mm. Um, but the process is now that's that's in the presence of being in the moment and not focusing on the future mm. for what the outcome is wh- wherever that is down the line it's difficult though because society kind of that's what you see in the news isn't it man loses you know 15 stone or something but um but it's it's that what they do every single moment of every single day that creates that outcome and you don't celebrate those little tiny or we don't celebrate as a society enough i don't think those little what what has to happen every yeah. single day what what processes what systems um yeah. have to happen every single day to reach that very interestingly you've kind of gone on to number three. Oh, sorry 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, the, the next one is show up. Uh, so being in the moment, being present, uh, and showing up. Um, lasting performance and lasting well-being isn't a, a one-hit wonder. Like you just said before, Sam, it was at the gym this morning. If you went to the gym this morning and didn't go for three weeks yeah. and then went again, it's not going to have a profound impact because it's just now and again. But getting in those good habits, showing up, doing it day in, day out, week in, week out, in that routine is, is going to make about those, those differences. Yeah. Um, and I think it's all too easy when we're talking about well-being to, I'll go for a walk tonight. I've had a bad day, I'll go for a walk tonight. Okay. But then you don't do anything for another week. So then in another week, so, oh, well, I feel the same again, so I'll go for a walk tonight. Whereas if you'd sort of got in the habit of doing things in between then, mm. you wouldn't have got to that same point again in a, in a mm. week's time where you feel that at that point, I need to do this. Mm. Yeah. I, I heard a quote recently that was, you don't rise the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. And it's that systems that you have every single day, whether or not you get up and go to the gym, yeah. uh, whether you choose to make those choices you make every single moment, what define what your outcomes will be eventually um and yeah yeah, I love that. yeah and again it, it comes on to the next one as well we, we've linked these quite nicely and you two don't know what these are so no, it, no. I promise you we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but the next one is patience um mm. so showing up but then not expecting that that ultimate instant gratification that that thing happens straight away just because you've done something showing up and then having patience to rely on the process yeah and i think that actually um as a society i think we are a little more impatient i think social media and coming back to a point caroline mentioned about you know we see you know man loses 15 stone and it, it makes us as a society feel we're going to get these instant rewards feedback from whatever it is um and that's just not life that's not reality is it no and i think it's too easy as humans to jump into um, something and, and not having patience like it, if your friend tells you something that's going on mm -hmm. sometimes it's okay to do nothing and just be there for them you don't mm -hmm. have to jump to a solution you don't have to jump to as we said earlier an outcome mm -hmm. it, it's okay we'll just sit and watch Coronation Street well I think society now we're so much more fast paced aren't we like you know um, and it is finding ways to you know, finding your own way of switching off from that and, you know, what works for you, definitely. Yeah, and and moving forward from, from patience and finding things that work for you is being present in a sit. So we're on to number five, being present and not distracted. And it's too easy. You, you see it all the time. You're in a ca cafe, there's, there's people on the phones. Mm -hmm you're on the bus there's people on the phones not not really taking in the surroundings and, and there could be something the example of being on a bus something could be going on outside of the bus that a lot of people wouldn't even notice mm. because they're not present in a situation they're online somewhere in a different world there was a social a something on social media a bit of an experiment wasn't there and i think it was did a car crash into something and people were that absorbed in their mobile phone if you look on it, uh, youtube you'll find this um, as a social experiment it was quite scary that no one had witnessed this quite a big event you know that's bizarre yeah and there's research to suggest that if you try and do more than one thing at once and I know we call it multitasking and in some ways yeah in some ways it's multi, multi failing yes <laughs> yes yeah. um, but we call it multitasking and we almost say in society that's a good thing yeah oh, I can do two things at once great yeah you're more efficient 
but you don't because you do two things half as good as you would have yeah. done if you'd have done them yeah. both separately. Yeah. I like that multi-failing. I've not heard that one. Yeah. Before. Well, no, I'm not sure I've heard it before either. I think it's just something I've made up. Oh, but uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they, they say you actually focus on one thing and then switch your attention. There's mm. nobody who can actually focus on two things at once. You're yeah. just switching, um, but you're not aware of that switching back and forth. But it means that you're not giving your full undivided attention to the one thing, which I think. It's important yeah. if you're going to do something, it's enjoy well. the journey. Yeah, enjoy doing it and do it well. I think is 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 for me. That's something that helps my well-being. Not going. Oh, I've got twenty things to do today. Say, well, this is the thing I'm doing right now. I'm going to enjoy my journey. I'm going to enjoy it. Do it and do it well. Yeah, and it's finding ways of being present because it is too easy to to be distracted by by outside influences. And when we talk about the candle, not not being distracted by those outside influences and, and having that internal drive of, of what motivates you and what makes you you but but finding ways i know when we did meditation was it two two podcasts ago even if it's just right i put both my feet on the floor i'll put my hands on my knees just to ground myself back into the room or back into where i am in the in the situation that i'm in to come back to to your reality almost rather than just that that other world that you're in yeah on your phone yeah yeah has, has everyone put their, their feet on the floor now and their hands on the knees? I know I did. So we move on to, to number six and these, these nine principles and it's, and it's surrounding yourself wisely. Yeah. Um, you are the sum of the people that you are closest to. Yeah. So you take little bits from everyone that you are, you are closest to to, to be, be you, but they equally they take a little bit from you. So you, you are surrounded by the people that you are you're with it and it's important to surround yourself with those people that make a difference to you positively mm. Mm. Um, and recognizing those that that sometimes don't but then doing something mm. about that because ultimately you are in control of who you mm. hang around with who you see um and th- and they shape you massively and you might not realize that mm-hmm. but your attitudes and behaviors are shaped by those people mm. that mm. that you speak to I loved yeah. it. My my thirteen year old boy said to me last night. Um, he start he started a new club and he said, "I think I've found my people." And I nearly oh. cried because I thought, "Wow!" He says, "I've found people who have similar interests and are like me," and and that was really amazing for him. And when he was setting his sort of goals at the beginning of the year, he did talk about um, making new friends and perhaps revisiting some that were being not as good friends as he'd like them to be. Um, and, and you know it's really important to keep checking that am I being surrounded by the people who are supporting me yeah. to be the best person I can be or yeah. am I being surrounded by people who are not helping mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah it's interesting well, yeah. and it's hard to do I mean that is really impressive at 13 yeah. he's acknowledge that you know that's really mature isn't it and I think you know even as adults you know there's times where you look at your friendship group and you know things change and it, it but it's hard isn't it it's hard to really recognize that yeah mm. um and again where we talk about surrounding yourself wisely the next one is about internal drive and, and joy over external validation and we, we talked in depth about the candle and and i know i've said that a second time now but um, i love the candle dave we can talk <laughs> about the candle all day but having that that from within so your candle burns steady and not being um, sort of governed by external influences that affect that candle either positively or negatively. 
Um, and, and there's a, th- a thing about the, the 48 hour rule. So if you've had some really good news or some really bad news or some devastating news that practice the 48 hour rule, let yourself come to terms with it for 48 hours, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but think about it for 48 hours. Then after that, try and let it go. Let Put it to the back of your mind, find a way of coming to terms with it, good or bad, um, but then get back to the work, get back to what it is that, that drives you and what's important to you. Because um, we are going to have ups and downs in life. That That's life, it's human, that, that, that's the way things are. But if you allow yourself to dwell on things for a long period of time, that's when it's going to have a massive negative impact. Mm. But if you just do it for, for 48 hours, it's kind of, that. that's your, whether it's grieving, whether it's celebrating, whether it's just having time to think about what has happened, but that 48 hours is, is key to then be able to move on. Mm-hmm. So, right, that's enough. I've thought about it. We can move on now. Mm-hmm. Which is always easier said than done in some circumstances. It is, but it's nice to acknowledge that you need that time and to allow yourself mm-hmm. and give yourself permission to feel that. And then, yeah, like you say, move on. It's yeah. good. Um, so, our last two. So, our number eight is humility. So, a massive key to growth is being able to be humble mm-hmm. um, and not comparing yourself to others mm. um, but also opening yourself up yeah I mean again you know we talked about social media uh, on a previous podcast didn't we and you know it's so well I think it's easier than ever to be comparing yourself and that's a negative thing for me you know on social media not for me personally but you know you see what you know can happen through that comparison so yeah this is a key one i think yeah um and and yeah open yourself up not not because you feel like you have to um and not really because you wanted to talk it and not because you you have all the answers but but just being there for other people and supporting them um because us in our roles um at, at college we we don't have all the answers um but again, it, it's recognising our limitations and knowing where we are, but knowing where we can go for help and support. It might not be that if somebody says something to me, if you said to me, Sam, or such a thing, well, I might not be able to help with that, but being there for you. Mm-hmm. But then knowing elsewhere where we can go for the answer to that question is is more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finally, our number nine is self-awareness. And, uh, and we've talked about this throughout all the, the others, really, but having self-awareness. Um, and trade-offs over balance so what 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 are we sort of talking about by that is balance is when we say we're trying to balance things it's not as always straightforward as that because mm-hmm. the good and the bad isn't always that sometimes we'll have really good days so if we're on a, a seesaw the, the good ends up or if it's a, a day that we've perceived to be bad the bad the bad ends up um but it's better to know what you value uh, and sort of form your life around what's important to you and then um, trade off the bad with the good. Yeah. So if something bad has happened, you do something good to sort of, yeah. it's not a balance, but you're trading it off. So yeah. that's gone to move on to something else rather than thinking of it as a seesaw. That's happened, but we can we can do something yeah. different. I think it sort of keys in with all the others as well. But focusing on what your self-awareness and what's important to you will help with those trade-offs because you know that that's important. So that's what we're doing, whether it's a gym, whether it's how our children are behaving. Mm. What's important to us is it, it will yeah. pay dividends over time. Mm. And knowing what, what 
what is your values, what your values are, and what helps you gain energy, will you'll be able to trade off. You'll be able to go, well, I'll do this now. It doesn't fit with my values, but I'm going to do it now because I have to, but then I'm going to top myself up. And this is how I top myself up. I think that's really, really key. Because, you know, people look at adults and think they've got it all sorted. No adult I know has got it all sorted. Whether they present that best image on social media or not, they present what they want the world to see on social media, and it is not how things are. Everybody, I think, is having a struggle uh, with something, be it that they've not slept, you know, the night before, or just, you know, someone close to them is, is poorly, you know, something major or something minor. It's just a case of everybody is, is struggling in something, but... Knowing where your values are, I think, is really key, actually, yeah. and what what works for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. A very interesting discussion. Yeah, really good. Yeah, thank you very much for uh, joining us, Caroline. Thank you, Caroline. I hope you've enjoyed it. I, I strangely, I have actually, <laughs> but I'll have to listen to it back afterwards to find out whether I do enjoy it long term. <laughs> um, just reminded that there's plenty of support. In college, you, you can go see your teaching staff. There's the, your pastoral mentors in the link. Um, there's members of staff in the FY and library and down in additional learning support as well. And what we'll also do is we'll produce something with this podcast um, so that you can look at these nine principles in more detail. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Thank, thank you. you.